The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, These are my words that I spoke to you while I am still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations. Beginning in Jerusalem, you are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father promised, so stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then Jesus led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up in heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple praising God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Up, up and away, my beautiful, my beautiful balloon. Now that's a song that pops into my head and then plays over and over again in there as I think about Ascension Day. It's the feast day when we celebrate Jesus' ascension, when he is lifted up to heaven to dwell with God. Now I imagine him sort of floating in the air, gently swishing back and forth until he's gets smaller and smaller and then eventually just disappears, just like a beautiful, beautiful red balloon. Now, Ascension Day doesn't get much airtime or attention in many Christian circles. I never knew about this feast day when I was growing up, but I did confess with others on Sundays that he ascended into heaven This feast day is tucked between two biggies, Easter and Pentecost. It's kind of like the Preakness to the Kentucky Derby and the Belmont Stakes. Yet we wouldn't have Pentecost or Easter without it. Imagine if after his resurrection he had not been lifted up. What then? Live on forever as a supernatural superhero that never ages and never dies? Or what if he had aged and died, as most humans are expected to do? It's likely nothing would have been written about him at all. Nothing would have been passed down through the generations. But between his resurrection and the giving of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, he is lifted up to heaven to live with God, so that we can know that there is life beyond this life even if we can't scientifically explain how it works. Maybe the disciples had an easier time understanding things than we do. This was only the latest and extraordinary event that they had witnessed while Jesus was on earth. Strange things seemed to happen when Jesus was around. The blind saw, the lame walked, the dead came back to life. Jesus' presence alone seemed to elicit all sorts of supernatural happenings. 
voices from heaven, visits from prophets, vacated tombs. So perhaps watching Jesus' body uh, being lifted up into heaven wouldn't be so unexpected after all. Jesus told the disciples, had even explained to them more than once, that he would have to leave. Yet even in his absence, they would not be alone. In his absence, he had given them instructions, commandments really, on how to live. We've been reading and reflecting on these statements throughout our Easter season. Abide in my love. Love one another as I have loved you. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Jesus has done these things, and now it is the disciples' turn to abide in love and love one another to the ends of the earth. Oh, much, how much easier it would be, the disciples must have thought, if you would only take us with you. Yet that is not Jesus' promise. Instead, the promise he makes is that the disciples then and now will not be alone in the struggle. This difficult and at times painful world is beloved of God, and we are sent into this world to witness to the truth that God loves the whole world, even when the world runs contrary to God's design or desire. And just as Jesus promised, we don't have to do it alone. What at first appears to be abandonment is really opportunity. Jesus' absence makes room for the promised coming Holy Spirit. He says, you will be baptized by the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So then, filled with the Holy Spirit, the disciples' vision expanded. Looking side to side, they saw not only those who were next to them, but also those who were a little further away. They saw those who were different from them because of race or class or religion, but were in need of God's love nonetheless. Maybe the most unbelievable thing about the ascension is that the disciples didn't simply return to their old jobs and homes and routines after Jesus was lifted into heaven. Instead, they took a chance. They looked each other in the eye and waited together for whatever was to come. They stopped gazing upwards at the sky for the coming promised future kingdom of God. And they began to look side to side to see God's love reign on earth. Jesus promises that he will be present through the power of the Holy Spirit. And from that moment, and throughout all the faithful generations, his followers have been witnesses to Christ's presence in the world to the ends of the earth. Whether at home or school, work or a place of volunteering, and whether the coming week brings challenges or blessings or probably some measure of each, God continues to be with us, to strengthen us and use us to care for each other and this world. St. Teresa of Avila's name is attributed to a modern poem that summarizes our post-ascension call beautifully. Christ has no body but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. 
Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands. Yours are the feet. Yours are the eyes. You are his body. Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion on the world. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. Though we cannot explain it scientifically or understand it fully, we confess with other Christians around the world that on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. His body we see and experience through the bodies and actions of others who witness in his name. Stop looking up and start looking out and you will see the body of Christ in action. Christ is present in our Lakeview Lutheran Parish as we discern how to serve our neighbors in need. Already, we've come together to serve a hot meal to people who live in the encampments under the Lawrence Avenue Bridge. And there is much more to come in our shared parish. Christ has no body but yours. Christ is present in our anti-racism ministry as we learn and discern advocate and protest, teach and speak up for those experiencing discrimination and living in fear. Christ has no body but yours. Christ is present when Christians offer time, money, and advocacy for refugees and immigrants and welcome them with open arms. Christ has no body but ours. The angels asked, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The mission field that Jesus calls us is to is down here, right in front of us, on our right and on our left. And we are not abandoned, but we are given an opportunity to love fiercely and boldly in Jesus' name. The Holy Spirit is with us now and empowers us to receive the fullness of God's love and to share that love and peace with others. May we go out this day to boldly serve in Jesus' name, right here in our neighborhood and to the ends of the earth. Amen. <laughs>